Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Good show today. Michael Ross and his uh, band of misfits were attacked by something you have every day. It's innocuous. It's innocent. Or is it actually a deadly weapon? Uh, you want it? Bread or alive? <laughs> that's funny to us, and it'll be funny to you. A little bit later. Mm. So you'll beget it soon. <laughs> What's he been? I don't know. Stick around. Uh, we also have uh, motivational Mondays uh, because we too could be going through a potato famine very, very soon. Oh, like Ireland. Yeah, and look what happened to them. They all turned into drunks. Uh, what was that before? <laughs> it was definitely after. Uh, yeah, exactly. See, uh, look, we've got sports support. Jacob Landsman going to break down the cricket and the uh, soccer. Sorry, I've already forgot it because the World Cup's over now. <laughs> yeah. And we will revisit this in four years. And we merely return to what's A-League. Yeah, what's that? Uh, but look, we've got to kick it off with Ben Hajavi uh, because a uh, very, very racist uh, politician is going to have to do a very, very racist thing. Politics. Crime. Sport. Finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's up early with Ben Ha Harvey. Michael Ross. Ooh, give me the news. The Socceroos have been mocked online for taking photos with superstar Lionel Messi after their 2 1 loss to Argentina in the World Cup. Messi said, What's the big deal? I've always enjoyed doing things for the underprivileged. Ha! <laughs> Like charity. Yes, yeah, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, controversial politician Pauline Hansen has been confirmed for SAS Australia with the filming taking place in the Middle East. She's quoted saying, How do they already know my biggest fear? <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's like, I'll fight you to the death on top of a log above a waterfall, but don't make me wear one of those silly burgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so. That's not even a joke. That's so <laughs> accurate. Uh, and two Qantas baggage handlers are out of a job after being filmed viciously throwing people's I bags onto the carousel. They haven't been fired. It's Qantas, so they've actually been given a promotion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was actually pretty. It was pretty hectic. But do you want your bags any slower, guys? That's what you're looking at. How long are you waiting at the carousel? It's it's getting there in that time with that kind of behaviour. Imagine yeah. what they used to do. That's kind of the thing where you go, I'd rather it get there fast if it's going to take a couple of beatings. I bet they used to just open the hatch before they land, tilt the plane, tip them all out, and that's how you were. You you're like, oh, they're already here. Do you reckon Chappelle Corby saw that video and was like, oh, fuck, I'd only be so lucky? <laughs> Weekend, Mitch. I checked out a little uh, open mic night. My in-laws were... We're playing in a in a music open night. They were actually invited to it, oh. having played at a different one. Yeah, I was gonna say because there's one you brought to the show last week, which it was on. Like they didn't hit the stage for like was it 10 p.m. on like a weeknight? It was pretty late, and so I didn't get to see that one. This one was on the weekend. That's of course, good. I was gonna be there. Make them play hard to get. And uh, look, they were great. Nothing, uh, nothing on them. They what, were just solid. What tunes? What sort of? Uh, they played a little bit of uh, Bruce Springsteen. They played Fire. They uh, they did a little bit of uh, who did they throw in there? Was it Paul Kelly? I think one of a Paul Kelly classic in there. Like not one of his like hits, but like a deeper dive. So yeah, and a lot of the guys there were playing blues, like a lot of older boys. Yeah, just getting the guitars out and playing a bit of blues. And so to the likes of uh, this, like there's a blues version of um, Mary Had a Little Lamb. It goes like this. 
And you're thinking, yeah, this is very open mic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And he was doing a great job, this guy. Just him and his guitar. And the thing I've always wondered with an open mic is that normally, when you go up there and you so you're playing the blues version of Mary Had a Little Lamb, yeah. if someone else wanted to play that, you probably can't do that in the next maybe half an hour. Like, you'd have to go... You go, oh, we've got to take that out yeah, of the set. Yeah, they were first, yeah, so, so we're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. But the next... The next performer was a, a band as well. Okay. It was a, band, it was a three-piece band. And so keeping in mind, he played Mary Had a Little yeah. Lamb first out of the gate. And these guys obviously did not want to change their set list. Fair. And decided to flex on this guy. Because that's all it could be. It's like they went, I, I see your Mary Had a Little Lamb. Have a listen to ours. Mary Had a Little Lamb. Really? And they just went, and it just, I, it was, look, it was better. It was mind-blowingly better, and they knew that. Is it? They but, knew they were going to smoke him. Is that, but that's, that's why they did it, right? Because if that, if that one went up first, and then the next performer was like me with a recorder going like, Mary had a little, little, like that wouldn't. You can't go backwards. Yeah, but you can go forwards. I, I, I think you've got to give it a little bit of space. I don't think you go mm. straight off the back and go, hmm, that's nice, but let me just shred on your face. <laughs> it was... It, I don't... Like, I, it came off mm. as a little bit... It was a little bit too much for an open mic. And, and especially mm. because I do believe the guy who did it was the host of the open mic as well? He's like, thanks so much for coming Why? out, guys. Thanks for coming to my uh, to my open mic. Why didn't he like when he invited people to come on stage? Why in the email was it like, look, this is unrelated, but no, Mary had a little lamb. Like, That's in mine. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. Uh, I legitimately think he wanted to take everyone's song, and he's like, oh, you did that. <laughs> <did you? laughs> Check this out. We're talking at Kanye West. Oh, sorry, I was supposed to have a Kanye. That's all right. Bad. That's right. I'll uh, wait. I do have them. Okay. What's how about that one? That's has right. Talk, just guys, just talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, just. I mean, you know Kanye. In, like really, when you think about him, you know it's amazing. So amazing. Yep, Kanye West, a uh, big hip hop star. Uh, look, he has in recent years become like kind of bigger than music. He's become a bit of a a bit of a cult figure. Uh, and boy, has he turned into exactly that, uh, a cult figure. Now, a couple of weeks ago, he was dropped by Adidas for his uh, Nazi comments. Uh, and uh, look, let's just say he was given an opportunity on a podcast, the only podcast that would have him. Uh, and they said, like, hey, you can talk about anything uh, you want. Uh, so he went on the Alex Jones podcast. Alex Jones, you might know, is a famous podcaster in America, uh, political commentator. He's the one that has said numerous like school shootings didn't exist, oh, yeah. and they were just kind of created by the government. And all those wailing parents on the news were actors. Okay, so I want that you, guy. yeah, I want you to like picture that guy. Okay, he's doing a podcast with Kanye West. Michael Ross, you haven't heard this, but here is like the first forty-five seconds. No, I get you're, you're explaining that, like you said, you love the Zionists. You don't agree with some of the things they're doing, even though you don't support a lot of what's happening. Seriously, I've, I've really studied a lot of history. Plus, I had family that was there. And so, I mean, I, I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I get the uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms. Amazing. 
Uh, but I mean, just because you're in love with the design, you're a designer. Can we just kind of say, like, you like the you like the uniforms? But that's about no, it. No, we we no. I, there, there's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. A lot of things. Hey, uh, Netten, what did you think about that, Netten? This is insane. You are an insane person. How could you say something? It's okay that. Okay, what, now he's he's talking to a net. Yeah. Look, I don't understand what's happening. Is he but is? But he loves Hitler. He has gone on the podcast and basically to clear up like claims that like he had said positive things about Hitler. He then went on to say that he he likes he likes Nazis. There's a lot of. It's not just so <laughs> they're talking about the fact that the Nazi uniforms were designed by the Hugo Boss, yeah, like designer house. Yeah, and look, and it's I don't know. Can you come back from this? <laughs> like, how many? You're a music guy. Yeah. How many number one hits does he need <laughs> to come back from this? We're trying to think, like, who are the who are the worst people in music that like we still listen to? And I don't, I don't know if anyone's been on this level. No. Like, there's a, there's a bit of dodgy stuff in the in the music industry, but so overtly pro Nazi. Yeah. Like even and look, even if it is the designer clothes, you shouldn't. Like, didn't the Nazis think it was a bit strange that they wore like skulls on the hats? Yeah, wouldn't that make you go, guys? This is a little bit. This is like Skeletor. He's the bad guy. Are we the bad guy? (laughs) Uh, WA drivers. Apparently, we are shocking at following the rules. Are we? Yes, because there are new cameras in place, Mitch. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen them, but you can see them. You can literally see them with your eyes. They are perched higher sort of above because they're not interested in your speed. No. no. They're interested in what you're doing inside of the car. Yes. Now, they're like, the, what are they officially called? So, they've been calling them sort of point-to-point cameras. Okay. So, uh, you might see a few fixed point-to-points along sort of like uh, so the Forest Highway in the southwest. I don't believe in those ones. I've never been done by any of them. So like, this, but this is what they're doing. They're looking. Oh. It's looking inside of the car, and they have discovered that seven thousand eight hundred drivers were caught not wearing a seatbelt between August and October. What? Compared to two thousand caught across the entire state last year. So in a three-month period, they actually found out that nearly eight thousand drivers were not wearing seatbelts. What? What? Like? Why? Look, I would never endorse anything illegal, right? Uh, I would never do that. If you touch your phone to change the song or something, shame on you. But, hey, whatever. Yeah. Not wearing a seatbelt doesn't make any sense to me. Never, never in my life has a girl got in the car and gone, Oh, he's not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, gross, he's wearing a seatbelt. Yeah, you loser. <laughs> what do you care about your life? This is insane. 5,800 drivers were caught using their phones uh, two or more times. With one driver, look at this, one driver detected using their phone 12 times in four different locations. But you can see the cameras, guys. They're, they're not so looking, obvious. They're yeah, it's true. Hands, <laughs> hands down, head down. It's, it's, it's just crazy. They reckon we would have racked up $17 million worth of fines. It's oh. it's about seventy. It's about seventy like demerits to one 
driver. Yeah, there we go. One driver would have been caught and and lost his license five times over because they kept Oof. not wearing the seatbelt, kept using the phone in front of these cameras that you can see. They're, They're very, right there. Like, everyone knows you sneak up on it like a little multi-nova sneaks up on you. Hid in the bushes, Ooh. back of a ute. Sorry, I thought it was 80. Yeah, fine. But those ones are like... They look like they look like those floodlights that the that the workers are using on the road. They're huge. They tower over you. They hang over the road, and you're not even paying any attention to that. I I say to the you know what I say to the Australian police. Yeah. Go past the law that these can stand. That this isn't just a trial. It's one of those period, ones. This that, is insane. It's one of those ones where it's like not only are you doing it, but if you get caught. By these? By these ones. If you get caught by these ones, you deserve to get shot. We're talking about a man that got bit by a crocodile. Look, he was near a popular campsite in the WA Kimberley, and Kyle Hutchison had been walking with friends when he faced the predator. Uh, He was left with six deep gashes near his knee which he says uh, was from a 1.5-metre saltwater crocodile. I like that the news article says, which he says. He says like, it was. I mean, they're going, he's not an expert. But you can't just, you can't just say a croc bit you, mate. Allegedly. Not even about the crime. You, we won't give you the credit. Like, you're not allowed to go. Well, because the reason why he got the credit is because he got stitched up, at, like, and then just head to the pub. Really? Yep. Just like that. Yeah. Just two hours after his ordeal, the Kimberley local made his way to the pub, which actually in is quite slow for a Kimberley man getting bitten by a crocodile to get to the pub. Normally they're there while getting stitched up. Yeah, they're like your blouse. <laughs> they're like, we need more anesthetic. And he's like, I'll have some more of that sugar cane shampoo. Yeah, look, uh, the Department of Parks and Wildlife is investigating and encourages all attacks to be reported. Let me just say, if you were bitten by a crocodile, and didn't tell every person ever, you're a better man than me. Like, imagine you got oh, beaten. You would never hear the end of it. Oh, could you imagine? I'd be like, I survived a fight with a croc. You often talk about, what, baby crocodiles in the pools in Darwin. Yes. And you're always talking about that. Yeah. And you're always talking about, like, freshies. Ah, oh, bloody freshies, they don't do nothing. Freshies are the vegans of crocs. <laughs> like, they are. Lambert, Mitchell and Michael, and joining us on the line now, as he loves to, on a Monday for a big weekend of sport talk, it is one and only Jake Giblandsmere. Morning, gents. Big weekend of sport, wasn't it? Did you get up early to watch the Socceroos? No. I did. Did you? Oh, yes. Really? Now, look, Socceroos, amazing. Uh, in like Just compared to where they started, uh, would you say that it was a good campaign overall, or how's the sort of fallout? Well, we're, we're winners in Australia. We don't like seeing our teams fail to win a World Cup, but no one thought Australia would get this far. So got through the group stage, pushed Argentina, one of the powerhouses of world football. It's got to be a win, doesn't it? I mean, it could so easily have been an equalising goal from Grand Quoll in the 97th minute. And then we're talking about an extra half hour and Australia might have snatched it. We're still alive in the tournament. But from where they were, Graham Arnold's done a great job. A few new stars have been found in Australian football. I can only see it as a positive. It's what happens from here, I guess, whether Australia can go on with it and, and become a, a stronger nation in world football. But certainly this World Cup was, was the best of Australian football and it brought the, the, the nation together. You only have to look at some of the scenes at Fed Square in Melbourne and in Sydney and around the country. So that can only be good for the sport. 
I think this is the beginning of a of a good era because no offense to the Socceroos, but we're not looking at the Kuehl, the Cahill, the Viduka kind of players. These guys, as you said, have made their name now on the world stage, and so they're so young. There's plenty more to come. There is, and I think Garang Kuehl's probably the one that we'll be looking at because he only played a, a handful of minutes, and he's the youngest Australian to feature at a World Cup. But he's the kind of player that has such a key role to play in the future. The A-League needs to get stronger. A lot of our players still come from tournaments and, and competitions around the world. So we need to continue to grow Australian football. I think Graham Arnold put it best before the Denmark game. He came out in the media. He said, we need to make it easier for a young boy or girl to play football in Australia. It costs too much, and it makes it too hard for parents to enrol their kids to play. And that's where it all starts, at the yeah. grassroots level. So work, work to do. Yeah, and you've got to use your feet, so it's much harder. Uh, mate, what are your thoughts on the team got roasted a little bit for uh, fanboying a bit and taking some pictures with Messi after the game. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, my thoughts are when you're around one of the greats of all time and you know that his career is coming to an end, you're doing everything you can to get a photo while you can. I think we all have our heroes, and, and even if those heroes are on the other side of the pitch, that, that shouldn't change your perspective, should it? I don't have a problem with it. I think it's a storm in a teacup. But no, um, I guess we have to stop ourselves in our business when you meet somebody famous in, in sports broadcasting or broadcasting. You've got you to be respectful and not be a fanboy. But I think what? in that circumstance, you, uh, you, you need to, you to uh, recognise the moment and get the photo. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> I think after the fact, I think once it's done, you know, it's done. It, it'd be different yep. if those photos were before the game. You go, come on, guys, yeah. a little bit more focus. Yeah. But the, yeah. but the game's over. Why not get a photo? Why yeah. not swap jerseys? Well, well, if I was if I was in the same room with you two and I asked for a photo, would you say no? Would I be in trouble? Absolutely not, mate. We already have plenty. Uh, now moving on to cricket. Uh, look, I mean, are we are we stoked with Australia? Is West Indies just not at that level? Oh, Australian winning's always good. I think everyone expected Australia to win. I think the best story out of the game was the fight that the West Indies showed. Craig Brathwaite, their captain, a, a 50 in the first innings, 100 in the second. Uh, a few other solid performances. I don't think the bowling attack's got a lot of venom to it. We saw that, Labuschagne, 200 and 100 in the same game. But I think there was enough to like. I think there was enough to like about the uh, the Australian performance. The crowds didn't turn up in big numbers. Nathan Lyon bowled well yesterday. Yeah, it was enough to keep me satisfied as an Australian cricket fan, but it was a run-of-the-mill win. It's not a win we'll remember with any great satisfaction, but winning certainly beats losing. We've seen that after the, the T20 World Cup recently. Australia's form, I think, has got me very excited for the South Africa test. I think that's going to be an absolute cracker for Boxing Day test. Absolutely huge. I think South Africa's bowling attack certainly can worry Australia a lot more than the West Indies. I worry about their batting. And it was probably the West Indies batting we went all. I'm not sure they're going to be able to hold up against the Australian bowlers, but they certainly did hold their own in both innings. So but it will be a good series. And yeah, as you say, Michael, you've got a, you've got Australia, South Africa, Boxing Day, New Year's test, and one at the Gabba as well. So yeah, plenty to get excited about, I think, with this summer of cricket continuing. Now, uh, before we let you go, any, any sport to look out for that's not cricket or football? Well, NBL, the Wildcats had a win at the weekend, gents. Remember that all-conquering team that we've had for so long that made all those playoffs in a row? They had a win. They went over to New Zealand and beat the Breakers. So we can win in other countries. Yep. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, let's relocate to New Zealand. Let's take all our home games over there. No, it was a good win. They're a good team, the Breakers, so that's one to to savour, I reckon. Uh, Great job as always, mate. Thanks, mate. Good on you guys. Enjoy your week. Uh, the Qantas workers that were fired for slamming the bags at the airlines. Can we pretend that airplane from the 90s?
Look, they treated, they treated the baggage like the airplanes. Um, and look, there was video of them absolutely like... Like, imagine like pro wrestling slams, like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, to your 20-kilogram check-in luggage. Uh, they got stood down, uh, as you can imagine. What are your thoughts? You've seen the video. Uh, I thought that that's just how they did it. Yeah. Like, legitimately, I if you told me, no, that's not allowed, I I thought, no, that's how they would do it. Because they've got to do it fast, don't they? Yeah, but they're like, you know, they're putting a bit of oomph into it. I maybe missed a little bit of the video, but what I did see, I was like, yeah, they're being like, they're being really fast and careless. Oh, okay. So you haven't, you haven't obviously like. Seen... So are you telling me there is a choke slam on a on a twenty kilo yeah, case? Yeah, like look at this. I'm just going to show you the rest of the video. So like but that, yeah, quick. You're I'm going like... okay, cool. They're just sort of throwing it out. Yeah, that's what I willingly, not thinking about it. Yeah, but then they, I think they go for a bit more of a workout. Okay, okay yeah, that's an above the head. That was annoying. That was... an, like if you go to the gym and there's a dead ball slam. Yeah, so get rid of him. But yep. the other guy, he's all right. He hasn't done anything yet. Okay, you know, so you're not too. You're so not... I've seen one bag. Cop it. But so you reckon they're just kind of like, like they're just throwing it like you would a sports I, bag into the back of your boot. I legitimately believed that that's how they all chucked him out of those vans. Where, the, the one where he slammed it down, yeah, that's, stop that. So you reckon like dog. no above the head slam? No above the head. That, see, that was, he picked it back up and like threw it. So that guy, get rid of that guy. The other one, I didn't see him do anything untoward. Really? Because I believe that they're all man, they're handlers and they're manhandling. Okay, what about this one? The baggage. The guy you were just talking about. What's he doing now? I want you to see this one. Look, he's okay. in, he's far away, but yep. I want you to see him. He's around about here. Okay. Okay. Here comes the bags, and oh yeah, he shoots. He COVID it. He COVID it. Okay, get rid of him too. Yeah. So yeah, for those two actions alone, and that's all it takes. Because I reckon mm. everyone would have been willing to turn a blind eye to the roughness. Like throwing out of the van, but as soon but, as the deliberate slam or the Kobe, God, do you really expect them to put them there like softly? No, I'm not on. expecting them to do that. That's why you have suitcases. You know, we didn't, we don't pack it in like our finest crystal wear. And we didn't get to see them do any of the other. Do the animal cages go in the same thing? <laughs> It's the time of year when everyone's getting their work functions underway for Christmas, Mitch. We had our Christmas party on Saturday night. Yes, we did. Lovely little spot. And we were standing out on the balcony. Yep. Uh, I was I was hanging out with Suze uh, from Workday. She'll be doing the, the Summer 600, kicking off today from 11 o'clock. And I was there with her and my wife. And I think it was around the time Eagle Rock came on, on the dance floor. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know all the boys got amongst it and uh, did the old dak drop, and over the balcony mm-hmm. flies an entire baguette. What? Like a, a whole French pr- baguette? Yeah, that, that wasn't the... uh, that wasn't a baguette, mate. That no. was, I was doing eagle rock. <laughs> yeah. We're t- talking about you know the ones that are like they're over like a foot long. You get them from the shops. The big French loaves, fr- French crusty big baguette, has been lobbed onto the balcony and hit Sue's from work day on my wife. Why? We don't we don't know why. Who throws bread? Who throws a shoe? Uh, who, <laughs> who like did they see who it was? Was it like a French art student? It was. Like... It was four 
kids. It was like four teenagers who were like, we, we look over the back of them and they're just like legging it after lobbing an entire loaf of bread. Uh, uh, like, it's good that it was a loaf of bread and not anything else. Okay. Because I, when I was fishing once mm. uh, on the Swan River, yeah. someone from a cruise lobbed a beer bottle into our boat. Why? Just threw a beer bottle at us. Like a, like a trying to throw it, like lob it, like underarm or like overarm? Uh, we didn't get actually see them throw it, but as the ship passes, just in comes a beer bottle. And amazingly, didn't smash. What did you guys do? Threw it back. Oh. And then the water police came. And my uncle had to give a statement. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but it was fine because we were like, they threw it first. And the There's cops went, yeah, about, fair enough. Like, you if can I, throw it back. If I, with all intention, like tried to kill you with the level of force, if I hit you with like, I don't know, a fish. There's something about like the weapon, even though like a, a big crusty bit of bread would hurt, probably like similar to like a rock. But there's something like comical about it. So like if I tried to drown you in a okay. bowl of soup, there's like, it's got this like, oh, oh let him go. <laughs> Look, I want to know on one 800 what's the strangest thing that you've had thrown at you? Okay, because yeah, maybe you've had something like a rock. We don't want to hear those stories. No. Because that's too serious. Yeah. You know, we're, we're talking something strange, like a loaf of bread yeah. getting thrown at you. one 800 weekend was our radio station Christmas party. And we were hanging out on a balcony, and as Eagle Rock is playing, and we all turned to face the dance floor, mm-hmm. and Mitch Tinley's out there, yep. bloody rocking out. Uh, suddenly, a loaf of bread flies over the balcony and hits Sue's from work day and me wife. Like a full loaf of baguette. Like full, a baguette. A full baguette. Baguette out the way. <laughs> and these, these guys just like legged it. And I forgot this part of the story as well. Mm-hmm. When everyone then came back out on the balcony... Yeah. Uh, one of our colleagues tried to eat, tried to eat the baguette, and we were yelling at her not to because we have no idea if they had done anything to the baguette. Oh yeah, because they just thrown it at us. You know, I what do if, remember that. What if it was laced? What if it was drugged bread? What if it was baited? With what? Hey, you never know. What uh, is it? A lot of people putting like formaldehyde on stuff and then like leaving it, and kids are accidentally like eating it. Like what? Yeah, like you got to be careful out there. You never know what oh, someone could have spiked the baguette. What's formaldehyde? Because you could be like, <laughs> do you want some formaldehyde? I'd be like, yeah, right. Formaldehyde is like super strong alcohol that, like, if you drank it, it would like send you blind. Oh, well, then <laughs> I'll have a glass. You want to know one uh, what have you had thrown at you? That's a yeah. bit, that's strange. We're not talking like rocks or anything. No, like no, that. No, 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 no. Funny things. One eight hundred zero double triple six. We've got Steph from Heddle on the line now. Steph, have you had something strange thrown at you? Oh, me and my friend had decided to go on a late night drive once, and we stopped at the light, and this car just hoofs past us, chucks an egg at us, oh. and goes off into the night. A drive-by egging, because I've, I've seen I've seen you know people on foot mm. do a good egging, but you're talking mm. like so they're just hooning around, lobbing them out the windows. Yeah, I th- I thought someone was shooting. To be honest, it was that loud. Did it break? Like, did it hit one of you and break? It broke on the door. Egg got smushed all in between the door. We went to the car wash, tried to wash the egg mm. off. And we just ended up baking it into the car. Do you have a little bit like of PTSD from that now? 
I can't look at exercise. Yeah, are you a little shell-shocked? <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review and share with your mates.